what is the true essence of black girl magic? Each week, I sit down for a deep and meaningful conversation with some of Africa's most inspiring women and hear their stories of love, loss, and second chances. My name is Dawn Faith. Join me on this journey of discovery. Hers was one of the most prominent and powerful voices to emerge from the South African jazz scene in the early 2000s. Her house is filled with accolades that include a South African Music Award, the Cora Award, a Metro FM Award, and a Crown Gospel Award. Her name is Swazi Lamini. And she also happens to be my cousin. Well, in the way Africans talk about cousins. Swazi is the eldest of three kids born to her parents, Mrs. Tandi and the late big boy Lamini. She is married to Tepom Goma, a renowned musician in his own right and son of South African music legend Sibongile Kumalo. She's also a mother to three of her own children. Swazi is strong-willed, determined and sure, traits that can often be mistaken for arrogance what many don't get the pleasure of witnessing is her humor, intelligence, kindness, and generosity. But above all this, she is a God-fearing, God-loving woman who serves in full-time ministry at her church, ECG, while continuing to pursue her calling as a musician. Over the past 10 years, Swazi has had more than her fair share of ups and downs in both her professional and personal life. I wanted to chat about the lessons she has learned, her thoughts on getting older, and how she handles the increasing demands of life. This is my deep and meaningful conversation with Swazi Lamini. What does womanhood okay. mean to you? I, I think it came for me much earlier on in life okay. when I had my first child. Wow, okay. Um, I had my son when I was... I think 20, 24, okay. 24, 25. Okay. And now it kind of gives away how old I am. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's about, he's four, 14. 14, yeah. yeah. Um, so when, when I had my first child, that's when I think I owned the fact that now I am a woman because okay. then everything kind of shifted. Yeah. My responsibilities just became amplified yeah. and um, I was no longer living for myself, yeah. but I had this person that yeah. I had to take care of. Yeah. And it almost happened simultaneously because I got my first child, and yeah. then when he was two, I got married, and then I was pregnant with my second child. Okay. So I sort of had to come into my own much quicker than, than what I had planned or what, what people anticipate, yeah. or I need to be in my 30s or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know that kind of, of pressure of, Oh my God, I'm getting old. Okay. I just yes, I get freaked by when I turned 35. Yeah. I I went into depression for like maybe a month or two. Yeah. Because I felt ill. I'm old. I'm old. Yeah. But when I when I was 35 and now I'm progressing and I'm so close to 40. To 40 yeah. I realized that actually 45 is knocking and then yeah. 50. Yeah. And then 55. Yeah. You cannot stop the wheels from turning. Yeah, yeah very it's, true. It's, it's, it's a way of life. So what, what you do is you kind of embrace it and you learn how to run with it. Okay. Um, I had set goals like 
I'll be, I'll make my first million at, at 35. This age, yeah. I think I made it at 38 yeah. uh, through my music. Yeah. And then I'm realizing that being a millionaire will really materialize, whereby it's not that you've made the million, but yeah. it's in the bank and it's having exactly. interest at 40, yeah, you know, um, where now whatever that I do in terms of my, my work brings stable revenue. Okay. So um, we, we, we get so fearful and so consumed about oh my God, I'm getting old, yes. oh my God, I'm getting old, yes. that it can actually take away from the process of planning, if I am old, what, what? do I have to show? Where do you think that comes from? Like, where, where, where has this pressure? Because, I, I mean, I don't know if guys experience it, you know? I think but they do. My, yeah, probably. But they're my, about my, it, Yeah, so my husband is so chilled and laid back, you I know? know? <laughs> it doesn't help that I'm a year older than him, so he spends more time teasing me about being a cougar, which then, you know, adds to the stress <laughs> and the pressure. But I feel like, at least outwardly, mm -hmm. I, I feel more women than men spend a lot of time being consumed by, I'm getting old. I think we're more expressive. We're more vocal about it. We are not uh, scared to actually say that we're getting old. Okay. We, we don't have a, a... I think we get over things because we let things out also. Okay. Men kind of like are Hold reserved. They want to be mature about it. Yeah. And you can't see him stress. Yeah. You can't see him. They have to hold it down, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because if they don't, then who do we depend on? Exactly. In, in, in essence. Yeah. So I think it, it, the, the pressure comes from... Is it internalized or is it, is it external in your opinion? I think it's both. Okay. It's both. It's a little bit of both. Internally because you have to be this woman who can handle everything. Yeah. And you set goals for yourself. Yeah. But externally because you look at your peers and you look at society and you look at the norm and you yeah. ask yourself, so if so-and-so could do it at this age, what's what am holding I doing? me back? Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's both external and internal. But yeah. I think it's a, it's a good challenge overall yeah. because then it keeps us uh, on our toes and yeah. it gets us thinking and we yeah. are not laxed and yeah. actually achieve something. Yeah. I think we also don't celebrate vintageness. Or, or, or the essence of being older. We don't celebrate maturity, at, at least from a public perspective. We spend a lot of time, I feel, you know, like I only now I feel that I'm looking at women, but when I'm trying to even think now of older women mm. that I'm holding up mm. there, there's not that many there's that much. I'm like, yo, I mm. like the, the strength, do you know, mm. because I feel like actually with age comes mm. that level of strength and that maturity and the, and the way you carry yourself because of that experience. Given the space that, that I work in in terms of music, yeah. uh, apart from the fact that I'm a vintage lover. Yes. I do all, all things <laughs> all vintage things, yeah. in terms of my dress, yeah. uh, decor, etc. But I've I've grown up in a space whereby the older women were there. Okay. I've grown up in a space whereby I've had conversations with Mambo Sinchongo. Okay. And uh, my mother-in-law is Bongile Kumalo. Yeah. And I've I've shared coffee with Mam Dorothy Masuga, and she's wow, imparted. Wow, that's precious. And I've had a moment with with Mam Letambulu, you know. Yeah. So I think it it depends on what's available to you. In your environment. Some people may not be as blessed or fortunate as I have been to yeah. actually have access to those people. Yeah. Then they have no other voice to actually speak, speak into yeah, their lives. Yeah. But um, you know, 
it, it also depends on what you want as a person. Yeah. If, if, you, if you look at Swazi as an older woman, which now I can boldly call myself an older woman, For because real. at 38, I believe that it's somebody who is, who is in their early 20s <laughs> yeah. should look at me and, and find inspiration. And then I should reciprocate that because somebody gave it to me. That's I cool. should actually be able to say to an upcoming uh, young lady who aspires to be one, a clothing designer or a musician or a writer or whatever it is that I do, I should be able to say, this is how I did it yeah, and the way. try this way so yeah. that you don't make the mistakes that I did. Coming up, we chat about the lessons she has learned. The fact okay. that somebody made a comment about my hair being blonde. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I, no, it's not fit for a pastor's wife to uh, blonde, hair. Have blonde hair. I'm like, scripture? Yeah. Chapter? Yeah. Let's and go. Verse. <laughs> You Let's know, go. And, and also, if, if God, if I feel that God is comfortable with who I am, yeah. do I really care? And then later, we live in a world where, you know, limiting beliefs and limited thinking is accepted. And in some environments, it's actually encouraged not to put anyone down or any institution down. But look at our educational system. It, it, it's bound by who you can be, who you can't be. We're taught that, you know, as an uh, academic excellence student, you are expected to achieve more pressures. But yet, even inside that more, that, that higher achievement, there's still a limiting belief there. Do you think for you, is there anything you know, that is holding you back from anything, whether it's yourself, um, your own self-talk, the way you think, or external things? I, I, I think I've, I've sort of shed it off, and, but it, it comes every now and again when it gets an opportunity. People's opinions of who I am okay. and, and or people's perception or people's um, diagnosis of how I do things. Yeah. Uh, the church that I go to. I hear you. Um, the, I should not be dancing because Mm. I'm big or I'm big, I should be slim or, you know, those are things that really used to hold me back. Yeah. Um, until I got to a space whereby I love myself so much yeah. that I actually don't care. That's good. And, um, and I learned how to be me and celebrate me and, and, and actually found out that there's actually people who draw inspiration from who I am. Just the way you are. Um, you know, so sometimes somebody will make a comment that will irritate me and I'll lash out. I, I'm saying it holds me back in that regard. The okay. fact that somebody made a comment about my hair being blonde. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I, no, it's not fit for a pastor's wife. To uh, blonde hair. Says blonde hair. I'm like, scripture? Yeah. Chapter? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> You Let's know, go. And, and also, if, if God, if I feel that God is comfortable with who I am, yeah. do I really care? Yeah. Do you have a cross whereby yeah. you, you know, hung for me? Yeah. And then, is there a grave that yeah. you went that, into? That can tell me if he has issues no, you know. with the way I look. And that's, that's about, you know, if my husband loves me for who I am and God is okay with me, then yeah. I'm fine. So occasionally, like, I'll get a little bit cheesed off, ticked off by something that somebody says. But yeah. I remember that actually, I don't give a damn. Yeah. Mm. I like that. I, 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 I want to get fully to that place, I think. 
it, it's a process. It's a, yeah. It's a, I'm it's a day to day thing. I mm. can't say that I fully have it down, mm. uh, but it's a, it's a process. I can't tell you that I'm I'm beyond the fifty percent mark. Yeah, because, that's good. Um, I don't know. I just feel if you're not paying my bills, you're not buying me food, you're not clothing me. Mm. Why should you have a set? <laughs> it's such a stronger say and a stronger hold that it it actually then affects has... me. Mm. Mm. It's insane, isn't it? It is. When you just think about it, like... People have got nothing to do about anything. Yeah, people will write stuff on Instagram and... And you're like, oh my God, they said my hips are too big. So what, my hips <laughs> are too big. I gave birth to children. I've got three kids. Come on. As a matter of fact, my hips are beautiful. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Some people don't have hips. You know, they wish they could carry it like <laughs> I do. <laughs> I feel you. Okay, what are the things you believe are inevitable? And, and therefore, you have to have this, because this is inevitable, you better get on board. Change. The fact that you are going to grow up and be 40 and be 45, you, you can't change that process. Yeah. So you adapt. Do you want to be a 40 or 45-year-old that has got midlife crisis? I'd rather not. Uh, so you, you learn how to adapt and you have coping mechanisms. Kids. Yeah. Their, their, their personalities and what they're going to bring into your space. Mm. You can't control that. Yeah. You have kids, you, you want them to grow up a certain way. The Bible says train up a child in a way that he will not depart from it. You do all of that. Mm. But what's inevitable is the fact that they have their own mind. They're, they're going to people. make their own decisions. Yeah. And they're not going to be the ones that you like most of the time. <laughs> so you need to learn that they actually have... Um, their own personalities and what helps me is I gave my, my parents hell a few times. So I'm like, okay, that's still better than what, what I did. What goes around comes yeah. around. You know? <laughs> that's still better than what I did. Um, what else? I think, I think change in any, in, literally because even that with, with the kids, it's still change mm. in, any, in any area of my life. I must make room for the fact that things will not always be the be same. The same, yeah, that's good. But I need to adapt. I need to be progressive in my thinking and in the way that I do things so that things never collide in such a way that I can't You fall apart, yeah. You know, and so you need to be prepared, I suppose. Yeah. If, you, if you are thinking that change is inevitable, mm -hmm. then your mentality will change in the sense that you are expecting change to come and hopefully you've started to do some thinking you don't prepare for change but you adapt to change okay that's good i like that uh, you don't prepare for change but you adapt okay so um you used to have um one car but now you have two cars mm. so then uh what <laughs> i'm gonna use this one because i don't like it so tepper wakes up and he takes the kids to school mm. and uh when you have two cars now it means that two people have to wake up and take one child this way that's yeah. change yeah um, and you used so to you, stay so in bed. So you adapt. So I have, to, I have to adapt to waking up in the morning, yeah. which I don't normally, you know, mm. I'm just using a, yeah, a, a no, silly, I feel you. I feel silly you. example. But um, let's, let's do it the other way around. You used to have two cars. Now you have one car, which is something that happened to us at some yeah. point. Um, whereby now he wants to go that way. I want to go that way. But we have to reach a compromise. That's it. You know, uh, and we fought so much about it, too, at some point. Like, yeah. no, but I don't get my things done. But I don't get my, my things, things done. done. And yeah. we're like, newsflash, we have one car. So how so do we do it? Yeah, let's, let's talk plan. about it. Let's five days out. in a week. This yeah. is your day. This is my day. I want to do my things today. Great. Or in the morning, I do my things. And then you do 
the change is inevitable. Yeah. But um, you, while you can't plan for it, you can you can adapt. adapt. I like that. You can adapt because just as you think you have one car, there's Uber. So essentially, you do have two cars. You just have to have think money out of to the Uber box. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's it's it's that okay. it's that. I and, like that. And um, the other thing that is inevitable for me is the fact that Christ is coming back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, likes it, well, doesn't like it. Matter of fact. It's going to happen. <laughs> Matter of fact. How do I, um, that one, how do I better prepare myself okay. for that? Okay. Um, can't plan for it. Yeah. No one knows the day nor the hour, but how yeah. do I better prepare myself? So that whenever it is, yeah. I'm found ready. That's awesome. Mm. I like that. Coming up, Swazi's strong-willed, determined, and sure traits that can often be mistaken for arrogance I think I'm a very stern boundary believer, okay. but the fault is in how I execute it. Okay. It, it comes across as a little bit harsh and too bold and sometimes confrontational, okay. but uh, I'm myspace.com. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not trying to be wishy-washy about that. There's yep. no gray areas. Yep. I invite you to my house. You come. I don't. Don't come. And then later, we're trained to be realistic, to be logical, to stay practical. And there's nothing realistic and logical about Steve Jobs and his journey. There's nothing realistical and logical about Dr. Martin Luther King and his willingness to be radical for a change that none of us saw coming. There's nothing realistic about Nelson Mandela leaving prison after 27 years and leading the largest forgiveness movement ever. There's nothing realistic and logical about even my journey born and raised in South Central Los Angeles, having three fights a week just to get home from school, you know, being told that I was the weakest writer my teacher had ever met. Yes. What would you say for you are areas in your life that you failed to place boundaries and have therefore suffered severe consequences? I think I'm a very stern boundary believer. Okay. But the fault is in how I execute it. Okay. It it comes across as a little bit harsh and too bold and sometimes confrontational. Okay. But uh, I'm my space with your boundaries. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to be wishy-washy about that. There's yep. no gray areas. Yep. I invite you to my house. You come. I don't. Don't come. Yep. Um, you know, when yep. I say, actually, I'm feeling tired. I'm tired. Then yep. it means, you know. Bye-bye. <laughs> let's go, you know. Yeah. And, and it's helped me because yeah. um, then I'm able to, to separate work, family, and, 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 and. Yeah. I've got so many pockets that need to be managed differently. That's it. And if I don't, then, then I, have, I have a problem. Yeah. The only person whom I struggle, yeah. where boundaries are concerned, yeah. is my last one. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> that's, that's about the only yeah. person. But I mean, it, it, otherwise I would not have coped. Yeah. I needed to be able to, to say, okay, this is me and my husband. And in this space, no child exists. Yeah. Even if there's a child who's trying to interfere, I'm yeah. with daddy right now, please yeah. do not. Yeah. And it's time for me and my kids. Yeah. And it's time for me and my work, and it's time for me and God. Yeah. I'm very, I don't know, I'm very clinical about such things. I'm a people pleaser. I'm working on it. Um, I've, I've, I don't know, I, I graduated from pleasing people like Years a ago. decade and a half ago. Oh, please take me back to school and show me <laughs> how it's done. I don't know, I just, I, 
I grew up in a family whereby my parents were very strong in terms of discipline. Okay. I think that influenced it okay. to an extent. Okay. Like I, I grew up with boundaries. You have to be at home at this at time. A certain time. And no, you cannot wear pants until you are eighteen. Wow. And I used to sneak out with a pair of jeans yeah. and wear it outside yeah. of the See gate, later. et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> so yeah. I grew up in that environment. Yeah. So it was easy for me to implement okay. and execute. But I found as I grew up that they actually came from a play a bad place okay because i felt that they were a must they were the law i was very rigid about them because i was given them in that way okay i see but you. i've over the years learned how to just soften Be it easy up a little it. bit yeah. so that you know people still know where we stand and, yeah. and where to and where not to yeah. but not in such a, a tigerish tone. I feel you. No, yeah. I feel you. I think I think yeah, it, it's a transition for most women mm. to find that balance mm. of being firm. I'm still working and at clear, it. Yeah, mm. but still having that that nurturing and, and gentler side of mm. them. How has loss showed up in your life? Ooh, it showed up one time too many that at some point I actually stopped caring about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, growing up as a as a, a uh, late teens into early 20s right, probably until my 30s yeah. I went through um, loss of one family members in terms of my aunts yeah. and my my uncles and then my grandmothers yeah. it it was so frequent that I was like what the heck yeah okay so people die well yeah and at some point I just stopped crying because wow. then you cry until you can't cry anymore. Yeah. You know, um, so I, I deal with one, the loss of a person, which is death, I deal with it so I just frequently, I, yeah. I, I dealt with it so much that I've learned how to just cut. Yo, somebody's dead, okay, um, may their soul rest in peace. Life, like as a thing, we just say, yeah, life, life goes, goes on. on, yeah. You know, yeah, I've, I've literally had to adopt the life goes on mentality. mentality. Mm. Um, a career? Yeah. I've 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 had um, moments where I was at my at the epitome of my of my success, mm. and then wake up and then you feel like, oh, so they meant it when they said that uh, the music industry actually is as good as your next best, and then and then I learned how to, okay, so the next best thing is in, but how do I now sustain? Yeah. Um, you know. You, you release a record, you have a single, you've got the awards for yeah. that season, and then at last you write it out for two to three years yeah. before somebody else actually picks up. Wow. And yeah. I've had to learn how to stay relevant when somebody else has, picked, has peaked so that I actually have longevity yeah. in, my, in, my, in my career. Yeah. That was not easy. Okay. That was not easy. There was a time where you doubt yourself. Yeah. Am, I not, am I not talented? Yeah. Uh, do I have I lost my beautiful singing voice? Yeah. Have did I, I overrate know, myself? Did I overrate myself? What's happening here? Why? Mm. Why? And sometimes you even evaluate. But I think I sing better than that. Right? So, uh, do you know <laughs> you what I mean? So like, yeah. it's it's a, a huge blow. But I've had to learn that. Um, you know, I think also what helped me was Ecclesiastes, mm -hmm. where to everything there is a season. A season, yeah. I learned that everything has a season, and yeah. you prepare for drought in this season of planting and rain Great. so that you have actually harvest. When the rain comes. And, yeah, yeah, and you also must be able when there is when there's harvest and there's plenty you must be able to store away some seed so that's that, great you know so i learned how to cope wow. um in terms of 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 career um 
it, it, everybody goes through a loss of something at some point. Yeah. We've lost a lot of people who are still stuck in a happenstance that either happened two years ago mm -hmm. or happened whenever it happened, but people haven't been given the skills or yes. the know-how, mm. or they don't know people who have actually experienced mm. similar things and then, mm. and then learning how to get over things. Mm. What was it for you that made you get up? That one disappointment does not dictate to the fact that I've got kids to feed. Okay, so, so responsibilities that, for you. Yes, that that one, that one setback or that one um, uh, circumstance does not does not make everything else around me less important. Okay, I, I still have to. I'm alive. Yeah, I have no choice. I'm yeah. gonna have to wake up in the morning. Yeah, if I'm gonna wake up and mope around, I've wasted a day. But my child needs to go to school. In that day. And yeah. he needs to eat. Yeah. My husband needs a wife. Yeah. And uh, there's probably somebody somewhere who needs a song that mm. is going to lift them up of yeah. a situation that I don't know about. Yeah. I cannot base my life on this one thing that's that so I good. had no control over. That's so good. When I can make a difference on everything else that's still available that for so me good. to make impact. That is so good. It has happened. It's passed. It's hap you can't change it. Mm. It's happened. You mm. can't you can't change it. That's good. It's happened. It's yeah. be it's behind it's you. It's done. It's behind you. And God says, He holds tomorrow. That's huh? good. So um, you're worrying about something that's happened that you can't you change because change. you've got no control yeah. over. And God says he holds your tomorrow. You don't want to find out what tomorrow has in store for you because of something that happened yeah. that you have no control over. That's I know it doesn't dismiss the pain. Yeah. It doesn't um, dismiss the loss. That's very and good. you are alive. In the present. It's and not going to stop the sun the from coming up. Mm -hmm. It's not going to stop the moon from rising. Mm -hmm. It's not going to stop... Um, the days or the calendar months to be to That's be it. moving forward. Mm. It's happened. Coming up, thoughts on getting older. If we have weight like issues, that. let's talk about it. I like that. Are we losing weight? Are we trimming down? Yeah. Uh, would I, I prefer like you to just go to gym a little bit so that I you like know? That. Let's be open let's, about let's it. Let's talk It'd about be it. Let's be and kind, like, you know, but yeah. I I'm the first one to say I think I'm fat, and my husband's like, No, you're not. You're losing weight, and I'm like, You're lying. And then he's like, Yeah, I have to lie because <laughs> you're about to have a midlife crisis. Yeah, or so it's all good, you know. And then later, and there wasn't even anyone around me that had an idea of how to help me. All there was was my intuition, my internal GPS, my internal God placement system, and the will and the desire and the big dream inside my belly. And I was willing to keep at it until I birthed something greater than myself. In order to live the life you love and love the life you live, you have to be willing to step on the other side of normal, on, on the other side of where people give you permission to step. You have to be willing to step on the other side of realistic. You have to be willing to dream big. We're talking about the, the reason why sex is such an awkward conversation mm. um, between churches and, and I think actually it's both a matter of between people of faith and people without faith. Like, I haven't, like, I, ha I haven't necessarily met non-Christians who are like, ooh, had sex with my husband, it was amazing. Do you know, in that sense, it's just something we just don't, whether boyfriend or husband or whatever it was, I don't feel that it's something that's... You hang around the wrong non-Christians. Lord, <laughs> let me find new friends. <laughs> let them be a breath of fresh air. Come on, friends. But I think, um, really, it goes back to um, 
the conversations that we've never had mm. or the conversations that we've had from a church perspective, mm. the Pentecostal background that I don't even want to mention, mm. like I said, um, that, that you and I are both aware of. Yeah. Um, Where you were saying just getting a boyfriend is, is a an abomination you should be kicked out of the church. Because then if so you, you have a boyfriend, then it means you're sleeping with him automatically. Yeah, because you can't date. No, you can't. Not you can't just someone. go and eat and watch a movie and yeah. talk yeah. and find out and pick somebody's brain and yeah. find out if yeah. they're the right match for you yeah. and find out if you'd be able... Figure out what you want. Will you be able to sit on a couch like this with yeah. this person for the rest of yeah. your life and talk? Yeah. Can you, you just sit for five minutes with the guy? Exactly. And you figure can't, it out. No, like, you what? You're dating. Mm. Oh my God, you're pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what my mom used to say to me? <laughs> no jokes. But my mom. Don't look at boys before pregnant. Yeah, no. But this, this is how the sex conversation. <laughs> I love you, mommy. I love you. This is how the sex conversation <laughs> went with my mom. The second you start sleeping with boys, I will know. She want to know how the back of your knees will go in. And that's how I'll know. I was told the front of your knees start having holes. <laughs> <laughs> the mints. It's, it's for us, though, I, I reckon, with our daughters, to turn it around and change that entire I think conversation. it starts with this type of thing. Yeah. Um, deep and meaningful conversations. Yeah. If you find people that are like-minded. Yeah. Socially. Yeah. Faith and otherwise. Yeah. Firstly, learn how to keep them. Great, that's So good. that they become a go-to place yeah. for things that you really need to be real about. Yeah. So if you have those girlfriends that you can be open with, learn how to keep them. Yeah, and be that's good. And be real. Girls, be real. Girls, be real. We so fake. Oh. Be real. Like, honestly, in my, in my inner core, I don't think I have more than... Three. Nice. And it's real there. It's real. And I'm not going to even tell you who they are because yeah. then, I mean, after this, You're gonna be in trouble. then I'm going to get phone so calls. I thought you were my friend I was your too. inner core. Yeah. And, I was like, and I'm like, and then I have to explain why you're not what? my inner core. <laughs> you know. Mm. Um, I think when we, when we, it's, it's, it's what my husband and I try to do. When we have couples that we click with. Mm. Socialize. Yeah. Start with a dinner or whatever, movie, yeah. bowling or whatever. Yeah. You will find that the more you become comfortable in each other's space, the more you open up. Is the more the conversations need start to happen. That's good. And um, but also mindset. I think young Christian couples. I don't know. I don't think we qualify for young anymore. We're twelve yeah. years married. Hmm. Um, young Christian couples need to 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 break the stereotype and break the norm. Yeah. Um, whereby, yes, you're supposed to show your husband respect mm. to the point of kneeling on the floor. But if your husband is not fussy about that type of thing, chill. Don't, girl, you know. Chill. Like I always say, my husband doesn't fuss about eggs and bacon in the morning. Mm. He honestly doesn't. He's got no problem getting a box of cereal and doing it and himself. putting milk in it and having breakfast. Mm -hmm. On the occasion that I wake up, I wake up and I say pancakes. He's like, Oh yeah, yeah baby. Or I say yeah. Uh, waffles or breakfast. He's like, omelet. This is heaven. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But not also when I do yeah. it all the time. It seems it's ritualistic. Mm, it's like there's nah. no appreciation. It's yeah. like it's a normal, etc., etc. I feel you. You know, and and also, I think that till death do us part thing, which is what I call as long as we both shall live. Mm. Um, is is it, it it got me open-minded about 
my relationship with my husband. Okay. So if this is going to be the only person yeah. I live with yeah. for as long as we both shall live, yeah. I need to be comfortable in the fact that my bum will change is big. <laughs> yeah. And I need to be able to walk butt naked in front of him. And be okay Light with that. on. Yeah. And flaunt it. By the God. Like I am a size 32. Mother Mary. And if he doesn't appreciate that, yeah. he needs to learn. <laughs> because now he's also... So as long as we shall leave, this is the bouteille. This is what I have. So how do we work with it? If we have weight like issues, that. let's talk about it. I like that. Are we losing weight? Are we trimming down? Yeah. Uh, would I, I prefer like you to just go to gym a little bit so that, I you like know. that. Let's be open let's, about let's it. Let's talk It'd about it. Let's be gentle and kind. Like, you know, but yeah. I, I'm the first one to say, I think I'm fat. And my husband's like, no, you're not. You're losing weight. And I'm like, you're lying. And then he's like, yeah, I have to lie. Because <laughs> you're about to have a midlife crisis yeah, or whatever. Yeah, so it's all good. You know. And, yeah, I and, like that. And I like you when you're wearing this and that and that. Why don't you put this and that and That's that and nice. that? Because now you are, we are Zenzela, you know, you are creating your yeah. life for yourself. You know, if you don't tell him that um, you you don't like um, shorts, yeah. that are, are, are butt shorts on yeah. a guy, yeah. he's going to wear them. Not Until he, but yeah. you're like, actually, what's more attractive for me is Yeah, this. I find you more, yeah. When but it's, that's another problem that we have, yeah. especially as black people. Yeah. We're talking about what we like. We're like, no, 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 the man is the head of the house. He should just figure it out. You must just cook and clean. It's, it's, it's 2017. It's a lot, ne? I don't remember the last time I cooked. It's a but lot, I know man. my husband ate. <laughs> Me, I have personal chefs at Woolworths. <laughs> I just go Woolworths and they go, yeah, it's on the rack. I'm like, yep. Yeah. What's, what's, what's for dinner today? Yeah, yeah thanks like, Woolworths mm -hmm. and spa. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm afraid we have to cut it short, but this has been amazing. It's I know, been we could go on forever. You know, I have a message for you, a very important message. We live in a world where, you know, limiting beliefs and limited thinking is accepted. And in some environments, it's actually encouraged not to put anyone down or any institution down, but look at our educational system. It, it, it's bound by who you can be, who you can't be. We're taught that, you know, as a, uh, academic excellence student, you are expected to achieve more pressures. But yet, even inside that more, that, that higher achievement, there's still a limiting belief there. You know, I look at my life today, and it's barely recognizable. I, I'm, I'm grateful to say I have six bestsellers. I've sat with Oprah, with Larry King on CNN, Good Day LA. I've traveled all over the world, did work in Taipei and Africa and Kazakhstan. But that wasn't where I started. I started struggling for 12 years in the educational system not thinking I was good enough. The word fail or not pass was threaded through every year in school in some area or another. And so I, I, I graduated or got out. I mean, I graduated, but what did I graduate to? I graduated more of who, to more of who I think I might be able to be or who I couldn't be, but not my possibility. I, I look up and for the first 10, 15 years of my adulthood, I struggled. I struggled because I, I didn't dream big enough at that time. I didn't know. I felt like my dreams were covered and smothered with the cultural limitations, were defined by who our parents were, um, what our culture can do, what our community can do. So you look at all the areas of our lives, financially, mentally, emotionally, family, geographically, and all of those things kind of put us in a box. And some of our boxes are this big, so we think they're amazing. Some of them are this big and we know they're choking the life out of us. The reality is we're trained to be realistic, to be logical, 
to stay practical. And there's nothing realistic and logical about Steve Jobs and his journey. There's nothing realistical and logical about Dr. Martin Luther King and his willingness to be radical for a change that none of us saw coming. There's nothing realistic about Nelson Mandela leaving prison after 27 years and leading the largest forgiveness movement ever. There's nothing realistic and logical about even my journey. Born and raised in South Central Los Angeles, having three fights a week just to get home from school, you know, being told that I was the weakest writer my teacher had ever met and that I should never speak in public by my speech teacher, to looking at my life today and, and going on and having a child before I got married and getting on government's assistance just to feed my baby, not having money to buy him pampers and wrapping my son in a towel for three days until I can afford to get money to buy him pampers. I look at my life and I wasn't supposed to be who I am today. Something turned, but it didn't come from outside. It didn't come from my culture or my, my community. It came from within. Who I was committed to transforming my life into just didn't fit. It didn't fit realistic. It didn't fit practical and it didn't fit logical. I didn't know how I was gonna get there. There were no examples of how I would get there. There was no instructions, there was no GPS, and there wasn't even anyone around me that had an idea of how to help me. All there was was my intuition, my internal GPS my internal God placement system, and the will, and the desire, and the big dream inside my belly. And I was willing to keep at it until I birthed something greater than myself. In order to live the life you love and love the life you live, you have to be willing to step on the other side of normal, on, on the other side of where people give you permission to step. You have to be willing to step on the other side of realistic. You have to be willing to dream big and give yourself a radical chance for a radical future and a breathtaking possibility. It starts with you, I promise. Thank you so much, babe. This is like, this pleasure. has really been good. My um, we'll do this again, I promise. The conversation with Swazi affirmed what many of the other remarkable guests I've spoken with have shared. There isn't a single way to be a mother, wife, or woman. We are all different and it's up to each of us to do the work and find our path. Swazi, thank you as always for the easy laughs, hard truths and for just being you. We've come to the end of the show folks. I'll see you all again next week Sunday. Till then, stay blessed. <laughs>